Hey there, Bucks fans. This is our first official quarantine edition of Buccaneers Insiders. I am Casey Phillips here with Scott Smith. And even though we are in our respective homes, there was just too much going on for us to not check in with all of you. So uh, first of all, we've gotten the news pretty recently about the franchise tag on Shaq Barrett. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on what this meant. Were you surprised or not? And, and the overall implications for not only Shaq, but what it could mean for the rest of the team with the idea of this franchise tag. Yeah, you know, Casey, we're uh, talking right now right around noon, which was a very important time. It was both the deadline of one thing and the beginning of something else, which I'll get to. Uh, it was the deadline for the period in which teams could choose to use a franchise or a transition tag. And that deadline had been already pushed back twice because the NFL was trying to deal with the fact that the CBA wasn't voted on ratified yet. Uh, so that worked out well from eventually in the timing because by ratifying the CBA, uh, all the teams knew that they didn't have the option of using both a franchise and a transition tag, which was a curious little thing in the previous CBA, in which the last year in the CBA, which was this one coming up, did give you the option to use both, whereas in almost every, in every other year, you could only use one or the other. So teams found that out, and you saw that actually have some impact not you know elsewhere in the league. Like the Titans hurried up and got a deal done with uh, their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, so that they could then use the franchise tag on Derrick Henry. Now, the Buccaneers, we'll never know if the Buccaneers were hoping to use both tags or not, but what they did was they used their tag on Shaq Barrett, which is awesome, the sack leader from last year, right? And both he and the team, particularly Bruce Arians, have said repeatedly, he's not going anywhere. We have to find a way to make sure that Shaq Barrett remains with the Buccaneers, and he wants to. And he recently said in an interview, uh, if he does get the tag, he'll still be hoping to get a long-term deal. And that's what I think both sides want and can still happen. But uh, he, he'll he play on the tag if that's what it comes down to. So Shaq Barrett should be playing here next year, and that's obviously the first bit of good news. But there's more to it. Okay, and so, yeah, and the idea of the, the deadlines and, and what noon sort of meant. So overall now, what are some of the things yeah. that we're into? What did this mean? And, and now that the franchise tag has been done. Uh, the good news, of course, is that, the, that Shaq Barrett is sticking around, as I said. And, uh, you know, a lot of times what the tag is used for is uh, – is basically to extend the negotiating window. I went back and looked at all the tags that were used over the last five years, and there were 34 of them. And on 17 of those 34, the player got a new long-term deal before the start of the upcoming season. So there's obviously reason to be optimistic that it'll happen, especially because both sides seem very motivated. It's not one of those instances where a player has been given the tag and he's very, very upset about it and he's looking for a way out, right? It's Or he's looking like Le'Veon Bell to not play at all because he doesn't like the system. I don't think that's what we have here. So that's the first bit of news and it's good news. What this also means, of course, though, is that the Buccaneers started this season with a, a list of 19 players that could become unrestricted free agents. That's a lot. On uh, Wednesday, March 18th at 4 o'clock, and by putting the tag on franchise uh, the franchise tag on Shaq Barrett, what you've done is you you've basically cleared the path. Those other 18 players, if they want to leave, there's nothing the Bucks can do about it now. And that list includes your incumbent starting quarterback, Jameis Winston. So everybody's been wanting news about Jameis and what the Buccaneers are going to do at quarterback. And, of course, we've been hearing a lot of pretty uh, uh, big rumors, right? Uh, but one thing we know for sure now, we have one bit of news on, on Jameis Winston, is that if he wants to, he's going to hit unrestricted free agency for the first time. Yeah, which is, which is, I mean, that's what all the eyes of... It's a huge the, thing, yeah. Massive, it's absolutely massive. So um, we also heard about the CBA, which is part of what let everybody even know about the franchise tag situation. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on the CBA itself and what it meant getting that ratified and, and the way that it is affecting free agency moving forward. 
I'd like to think that in terms of the CBA negotiations and whenever they happen, 2011 was the last one, I feel like a neutral observer in that I'm not rooting for one side or the other to win, you know, and generally they say about negotiations, if, if neither side's happy when it's over, that means it was probably a good deal, right? So I, I, you can read the same things I read. There are players who aren't happy with the new CBA, but there are players who are, and there was enough that voted. It didn't pass by much, but it passed. And just from my point of view, I'm happy about it because it means we have labor peace. And we don't have anything that's going to potentially lead to a, a strike or a lockout. So you and I should be happy that it looks like we got a clear path for NFL football through 2030, which is great, right? And there won't be a work stoppage since 19, from 1987 to at least 2030, no work stoppage, which is pretty good for a professional sports league. You, you've seen work stoppages in other leagues like the NHL uh, recently. So that's that's good news overall. I know there are some players who probably don't think this new CBA is great news, but in terms of keeping the league running, it's, it's a great thing. And now we can focus on free agency and, and then the draft. And, of course, all this is unfolding in a, in a kind of full – a world, a landscape that we've never had to deal with before. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And obviously there are, when you start talking about that, there are many, many concerns that are much more important than football. And we get that, but uh, in terms of everybody at one buck or Advent health training center, uh, or people that normally work there, your football people, your general managers, your coaches, everybody trying to get their jobs done. They have to do it just like everybody around the country trying to get their jobs done in a, in an unusual situation. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And so finally, we'll close with this, just what you're going to be looking at over the next few days, just kind of giving people an idea of, of what's going on free agency wise now that we got the Shaq Barrett news out of the yeah. way. There's a there's a few more things Bucks fans are, are waiting to hear about. So what is this timeline going to look like now? Well, I mentioned right at the top that noon today was an important time because it was both the deadline of the tag period and it was the beginning of something else. And that something is what people commonly refer to as the legal tampering period. And they call it that because if you are a team representative and you try to contact a potential, a pending, not yet, but a pending free agent on another team, that's tampering. You're not allowed to do that. But from noon today through when free agency starts at four o'clock on Wednesday, so that's a 52-hour period, you are allowed to contact uh, the agents, the representatives, players. You can't contact the players directly unless they are one of the few that um, represents themselves. Uh, but otherwise, you can only talk to the agent. You can only talk about contract details. You can't you can't set up a, a plane flight. You can't have your medical people talk to them. You can't exchange medical information with the other team. You can't have the coach talk to him and tell him what a great fit he would be. All you can do is talk potential contract details uh, and you can't sign anything either. But you can you can come to pretty much an agreement. It's not binding. You know, the player of the team can still back out, but you can come to a, a an agreement so that when free agency starts, you'll see these deals happen and it happens every year they happen right away four o'clock eastern time on wednesday you'll start seeing players signing in the in the immediate hours right after that sometimes minutes after that because they've had an opportunity to put the whole thing in place and then they just have to officially do it um so what you'll see in the next 52 hours you're going to see a lot of reports and rumors about um teams and players discussing potential contracts and you'll start seeing teams and players hooked up and, you know, through rumors, one thing to keep in mind for for Bucks fans who like our coverage of it is that it is it is literally not allowed for us, anybody that works for the team to report on potential uh, on dealings between uh, the player and the team. We can't do it. It is, it is literally a rule in the NFL's bylaws that govern this that say we can't. So uh, like last year, when pretty much everybody knew we were going to trade Deshaun Jackson to Philadelphia. Right. 
we couldn't say anything about it until the league started. We knew it. We, we were ready for it, but we were not allowed to say anything. So you're going to have to understand that uh, you're going to see rumors and some of them will probably end up being true, but they won't come from us, unfortunately. But you and I could still follow it and be ready because uh, one way or another, this is going to be a very active free agency period for the Buccaneers. Whether or not um, we go out much into the market, the Bucks do have an estimated 80-something million dollars of cap space, third most of any team. So you, you have some resources there. Uh, to maybe make a big signing, you know, maybe a quarterback, something like that. Uh, but even if you don't, you have your own free agency you have to deal with, like, Sha- like Jameis potentially, or Sha- I'm not Shaq Barrett, but JPP and Carl Nassib and Ndamukong Sue and Brashad Perryman. And there's a lot of guys there that you might want to bring back. And it might be tough to get them all back, but I know that's a priority priority for us. Uh, Bruce Arians has said it on several occasions. So, and, and those guys we can talk about because we can talk to our own guys now. Or, or we could have been doing it for weeks. So the Buccaneers could put out that news before Wednesday at four. So those kind of things often do happen right before the start of free agency or sometimes an hour or two into free agency. But the team and the player have already laid the groundwork in the recent weeks. All right. Well, great. And thanks to all of you guys for tuning in to this very unique edition of Buccaneers Insiders. And we will uh, continue to bring you more of these as uh, the week goes on with all this free agency news. So stay safe out there, everyone. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.